This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Say, did you hear the story about the guy out in Newfoundland whose advertisement for onions was disqualified by Facebook from publication for being, wait for it, too sexy? Something about bulbous, spherical vegetables with protruding stalks. They set off the vulgarity detectors. Another type of vulgarity, a sort of spiritual vulgarity, with topics worthy of destruction from Friday. We were joined by the likes of James Cunningham, actor, comedian, financial literacy advisor, and Andy Stinton, live event producer, and evidently a deeply conspicuous man with an interest in offloading some home appliances. While I've got you on the phone, I just wanted to know, I, I bought a new microwave today, which I know you'll be excited about. So I'm kind of wondering if, if you'd like my used microwave. I mean, sort of an offering of goodwill at Thanksgiving. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I appreciate it. I've got one anyway. I don't know. Uh, beware of uh, Greeks bearing gifts or whatever. Why would you give I mean, donate it to somebody or give it to a neighbor. But thanks for the offer. No, what's I going I on? What's the... What's the there's some kind of a hook here. I know there's some strings attached no. to the needy. Oh, okay, to the needy. All right, don't fair it, enough. John. Don't do it. All right. James Cunningham is also with us, comedian, actor, financial literacy lecturer. James, how are you doing? John, I'm doing quite well. Uh, I was. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Again, it's always a pleasure being here. I was going to go work out at the gym today, but that's not happening. So uh, that's great to be here. All right. Uh, well, you won't be able to do that so much after midnight because they're shutting it down for 28 days. Hey, still in all, I was just mentioning the word jabroni, uh, which is a stupid, foolish, or contemptible person. You know, the Iron Sheik actually came up with it, but The Rock immortalized it, The Wrestler. I don't know if you guys follow the genre, but uh, the, it's now entered the lexicon as a legitimate word in dictionary.com. Quickly, Stinton, if you had to uh, describe uh, a stupid person, I mean, jabroni's already taken. Uh, what's your favorite word, the default word you go to to describe uh, an idiot? Cunningham. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. Wow. Ouch. Oh. <laughs> wow. Hey, at least I don't think that the John Nokia Show is Facebook Marketplace trying to give away my free microwave. <laughs> hey, he almost took it. Don't interfere. That's true. That's true. I just wanted to make sure you were not around anything that could fall into the bathtub while it's plugged in. Hey, listen, so how about you, Mr. Cunningham, uh, when it comes to this is, I find jabroni was a great word, and The Rock used it, uh, you know, to perfection, so it's now established. What about, is there a word that you like to go to to describe an idiot? I think I think anything that your grandfather would say, you know, to describe how they would draw it out, they go, that guy is just an idiot. That guy's a knucklehead. That knucklehead. Guy, you know, those, those old words, you know, those, that guy's just a tomfool or, you know, just something like that. Those are the, hmm. the old ones are the best ones, I think. I got you. Because doofus was yeah. kind of popular there for a while. I don't doofus. know if it's a lot. Doofus, yeah. yeah. Got to look. look at <laughs> How about you, Andy? What is that word? I don't really have one. I, I moron. I, I like. Uh, I kind of like moron recently because it's so expressive. You can say he's a moron. He's a moron. I I I think that's my my favorite word recently. Um, I'm not sure I can even pronounce the other one, and I don't follow World Federation Wrestling because I have a brain and uh, I'm <laughs> a great le oh, level of entertainment. But oh. no, so that moron. Yeah. Well, Bugs Bunny used to call it, what a maroon. Uh, you see, it was a play on moron. Hey, yeah. speaking of speaking, speaking Bugs of Bunny in this century, Bugs Bunny is eternal. The hell are you talking about? Uh, Bugs Bunny uh, will never lapse. I mean, you know, it's kind of like this bit; it never gets old. Uh, listen, 
And speaking of the elderly, uh, there's a story out of California, a guy 87 years of age, so desperate to become a lawyer. He's failed the bar exam four different times, but he's going for another run up that hill at 87. Is there a, a cutoff point, do you think, uh, here, James, where after a certain a number of tests, like a driving test, you're just not suited for it, give it up? Uh, what do you think that number is? I, I think that number is whatever that guy has failed. It's got to be enough. I think, you know, if you failed the bar exam that many times and you're 87 years old, I mean, what, what, what's he going to do? I mean, what's he going to, what, what, what cases is he going to try at 87 years old? Relax, go golfing, do something. What's the being, I, I don't understand. Andy, you're, you're older than that. What, what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, I'm older than that. And I'm going to run you over with my little, uh, push cart when you come out of the studio today. See, um, that's what old people should be doing. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you should know. Um, <laughs> the bit I like, he goes, this year is probably like my last chance, and I'm trying to tie up loose ends. I mean, the guy has filed it, but here's how he's studying. This is the bit of the story I like. It, it takes him a half minute to study the first 30 pages of the law book, and he memorizes them. Huh. I don't know how many times, but I, I think there should be maybe a test of intelligence before you take a bar exam or do anything else. I, I think maybe four times is the limit. If if you tried to be a brain surgeon four times and failed, I don't want to be your patient on the fifth time. I was going to say, as a lawyer, I mean, uh, how confident would you be in his prospects of representing you well? He's been called to the bar umpteen times, but not in a legal sense, I'm sure. 87, still trying it. How about the foibles of the young? This was a story, and i got to get you to weigh in. A high school prom up in Vaughan, uh, it was last year, and the young lady that was attending it had some coke in her purse. And so when they were screening, you know, as they do, when they come into live events, like at a live event that you would actually be putting on, Andy, I'm guessing you had screeners and security at the door and stuff like that no uh yes in some cases in rock and roll cases but the corporate ones you know about the most dangerous thing they'd bring in is an ipad so you know but yeah it happens i don't understand this woman she had it i read the whole story for once you'll be proud of me um so she had the cocaine in her purse she knew it was in her purse and she had a straw then and we're back to stupid people again moron she gets in the line to security. They open her bag and they say, what's that? And she says, cocaine. Uh, really? And now she's claiming that her civil rights have been violated. I think something else has been violated. Your brain cells. All right. Mm. Uh, by the way, I was just wondering if the school might have actually stopped her because she had single-use plastic in her purse, the straw, the cocaine, eh, not so much a problem. <laughs> well, I don't know anymore. Look, uh, that's the way these things are going, which is the more egregious fault, the coke <laughs> in the purse or the plastic straw. Uh, James, was it a violation of her rights in that sense that security was screening for this because a judge tossed it out? She claimed that as a defense and the judge wasn't buying it. Would you? First of all, I want to know where these teens are. John, I can't afford cocaine now. How's this teenager affording <laughs> cocaine? Okay, first of all, my I mean, biggest problem I had at my prom was I couldn't afford to buy mixtapes. That's what that, you know, it's, it's just, it, it, it's changing so rapidly. I, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, you know what, uh, I, I, I agree that the whole straw thing, I think the straw thing is, uh, is just egregious. Isn't that just, that's the bigger crime, but uh, the the entire thing is, uh, she had it, she got caught with it, I don't, I can't understand how it's thrown out. 
I James, I, can't, I didn't know that they had proms at a jail or a reformatory. But it's interesting. Well, it's good to know for future reference. <laughs> Topics worthy of destruction. Andy Stinton, live events producer. And James Cunningham, a financial uh, literacy lecturer who apparently can't afford cocaine. So draw your own <laughs> conclusions. <laughs> He's not very good at it. He just said he all right. Well, I'll give you one that uh, is going to uh, really test your metal here and your moral code. Uh, there was a story about a jeweler somewhere in the States. I can't recall, but a uh, guy comes in looking for a gift for his wife on their fourth anniversary. And so uh, he picks out a bracelet and she's uh, ready to box it up and says, is that it? And she, he says, no, nah, I, I, there's something else I want to get. But it's for my girlfriend. Uh, it's a one year anniversary. So. The jeweler decides that uh, she's going to purposely mix up the boxes to bust this guy. And uh, it probably didn't end well on two fronts. But surprising to me, guys, is the the different types of remarks you're hearing at the end of the story. Like uh, one congratulating her saying, that's girl code. Uh, in other words, bust these philanderers. Uh, that's what we do. We stick together. Another said, you're a gift to humanity. Uh, another yet, not all heroes wear a cape. James, I'll start with you. I mean, is this something laudable of what the jeweler did, uh, or should she just have minded her own beeswax? I think this is why uh, Donald Trump wants to ban TikTok. <laughs> he got busted. She busted him. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, is no. is this part of, is, is her, the jewel, jeweler's moral compass set right here? Well, uh, here's the thing where I think we have to look at this and say, was, did this really happen or was this staged for TikTok? Was this, you know, is this one of these, is this a fake news story? Well, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of holes in this story, if you ask me, John. Wow, what a sleuth. Uh, not just a financial literacy lecturer, but a sleuth, too. Andy yep, Stinton. Yep. <laughs> How about it? Let's just assume this is the way it played out. Uh, is there something that we can uh, laud the jeweler for, or did she cross a line? Well, number one, as a small businessman, I think that um, everything is an opportunity to make a little bit of money. I've still got the microwave going, by the way, if you want to pick it up after the show. Um, but here's what I think. She's turning around and telling this guy he's a scumbag or doing this they got to sell two pieces of jewelry because the guy was cheating on his wife. That's good business. Rather than post on TikTok and rat people out, she should have posted on TikTok and advertised that they will not say anything. That's if brilliant. You come in and buy two pieces of thing. Also, the woman, honestly, the woman who made the um, the video, if if the guy's wife was anything like her, no wonder he was cheating on her. She <laughs> was a pretentious. Ouch. Oh. Bang. Watch the video. Well, the, uh, yeah, all right. Uh, and so she was, but uh, still in all, when when it came to busting this guy, that somehow uh, showing solidarity with the cistern, that's like the brethren, only uh, the opposite, uh, that that was somehow something to be congratulated. So Stinton, I guess, uh, you know, saying that she could have actually turned this into boon times by uh, handling jewelry requests for philanderers. You should be the financial literacy lecturer here, Stinton. I mean, that's a smart business gambit. Smart business move. <laughs> but the jewelry that keeps on giving, not once, but twice. Uh-huh. <laughs> well... I'd like to know what happened to the guy's jewels after they after he was discovered. But yeah, another they never story. say that he got that's caught out. No, it was left to the imagination. What do you think happened when uh, each respective paramour found uh, a piece of jewelry addressed to somebody of a different name? 
Okay, good point, John. You got me on that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. You've disqualified yourself now as a financial literacy lecturer. James Cunningham, you carry that mantle alone. You're a pioneer in your own right. Guys, i got to let you go. Any plans for the weekend, James? Going to have some turkey, uh, socially distanced. I'm going to drive around, drop some pumpkins and some pumpkin pie off and wave at all my uh, older aunt and uncles, but to hopefully get to see as many people as possible. Uh, good for you. That sounds almost quaint. Uh, Andy Stinton and you? Uh, James, I'm, I'm out, so don't come over to my house. I'm going to go out to Wake Sega Beach and uh, go to a car rally. James Cunningham, actor, comedian, financial literacy advisor, and Andy Stinton, live event producer for Friday's episode of Topics Worthy of Destruction. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.